As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. It's no holes barred radio, folks. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Today with TJ DeSantis, my co-host and producer. TJ, how are you? I'm good, and- Bruce. Our other special co-host, I stepped on you, TJ, on the intro. I mean, Sorry well, usually when you ask a question, you wait for a response. But I know, I know. I'm in my 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 uh, announcer mode. So let me go back to it right now. Here we are. And we also have the greatest commentator in sports. One of the best wow. friends in I can sports. ask. Wow. I in mean, sports in I sports. Several others. ESPN trained UFC veteran. God knows what it holds for his future. Maybe we'll see him in the NFL one day. All I know is this man is talented. He is our co-host on the show from time to time, and we love him. And he's back, and he's my buddy, and he's John Anik, and he's wearing a Buff Life T-shirt. <laughs> and not uh, not by design. I wore this all day. It just so happened to be on the day I was making a, an appearance on It's Time Radio. But it's going to be with you guys, and uh, thanks for the praise, as always. You know, I have to say, as a longtime TJ DeSantis supporter in terms of his contribution to mixed martial arts and his career – a couple shows ago, I had a promo for extra rounds. Now it ended up on the cutting room floor, but I was very excited to to be able to shout out TJ DeSantis on, on a UFC broadcast for the first time, I believe. TJ, if I'm not mistaken, alas, the promo didn't make it. Um, but I like to see you getting a little bit of shine. Lord knows you put in the time in an era in which people um, are fabricating resumes and getting all sorts of different opportunities. Good on you for staying in the game and uh, and getting the shine that. You deserve. How's oh, that? John, I appreciate that. So now you've earned it. The uh, product placement by design. Rocking <laughs> a Anakin Florian podcast, Ray Longo minute shirt. So uh, pick up yours today. Uh, wh- where, do they, where do they get it? AnakinFlorianPod.com? Something like that. I All I hope, TJ, is that Cody Merrow, our producer, sent you that on the house. Because if you paid for that, then uh, the check is in the mail. Full price I paid for right. this, sir. That can't happen. We're going to send you some stuff because you shouldn't be paying full price for anything. Oh, that's nice. nice. By the way, I call John greatest. TJ, watching your evolutionary process and how you're expanding your career as commentator and everything you're doing. I mean, you know, you're great at what you do. You know, I'm, I'm while we're buttering each other's bread in reality and truthfully, uh-huh. Um, let's give you credit, TJ, you know, do a great job expanding, you know, the UFC shows everything. Hey, we're all, we're all successful in this COVID environment. And speaking of which in this COVID environment, I've got to pass something by you guys. And this is the only COVID talk we're going to have today. You know, it's spiking. The NHL is putting games on hold. What is the Ottawa senators? I think seasons on hold because of the COVID breakout there, if I'm not mistaken, John. I didn't know that was going on. I know Canada's had a lot of issues dealing with this and getting people in and out, but uh, yeah. I now Canada opposed the Ottawa Senators. Their season is, is uh, paused due to a COVID-19 breakout. I don't yeah. even know what that means. Like, how do you make that up? Like, uh, it's one thing to have a few players, like, isolated, but, like, when the team starts to miss, like, a week of games, like, that's got to be brutal for the schedule makers. It's got to be brutal, but they had 10 players unavailable due to protocol. 10 players on the team. Yeah, I mean, I guess you resume the season whenever you can with the schedule, the way it's outlined, and maybe there's a way to make up a game or two. Um, But uh, no, I mean, these are uh, times that are having to be navigated that haven't been navigated before. So um, a lot of shit is going sideways. I mean, I'm trying to figure out right now, you know, like I have some familial pressure to like vaccinate my kids, you know, um, which I haven't done yet. You know what I mean? It's like, I think we're all trying to do the best we can with the information we have. You know, I got a 10 year old daughter who's like, yeah, daddy, I'll probably get vaccinated. I just, uh, I'm not sure I trust it. I'm like, what, what medical professionals are you, are you speaking with exactly, Riley? You know, who are you talking to, honey? Any doctors? No? Because my primary care physician thinks you should get it. Now, hey, I mean, your body, right? You're 10, but I don't know, man. It's a hard navigation for a lot of different people, sports teams and everybody else. 
Can I just say either way, no matter what way you come down to the vaccination issue, everybody's woke. And personally, I just want to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One more sleep. Right. One more sleep. Exactly. One more sleep. Yeah. By, by the way, um, one more uh, one more sleep. I want to get back to the COVID thing. But, John, I'm seeing that Millions.co is sponsoring your one more sleep shirt. Every time I open up Instagram, like every other day, I'm seeing an ad for one more <laughs> sleep. I love it. Well, you know, if it's any consolation, I see yours advertised as well. But yeah, no, when you sort of uh, align the Facebook with the company, as I have done, you know, they they promote you. And, uh, you know, we've done pretty well with the one more sleep stuff. We're in the process of trademarking it. It's fun. You know, not unlike the podcast, it's a way to connect with fans. Right. Um, and every time somebody buys a T-shirt, you know, I have that connection with them. Like if I see somebody wearing it at a show, I'm probably going to melt with tears, you know. Um, so it's a special way to connect with people. And it's an amazing company. And uh, yeah, it's sort of weird, man. You know, it's weird as a non-athlete to see your stuff advertised, but it is what it is. You know, just a but, sign of the times. I'm just rolling with the punches. But yes, but it's exciting when you go to a, an event or something and you see a fan wearing the shirt. It's just such yeah. a cool feeling. It's very cool. Hey, I have a COVID question for you guys. Um my trainer, uh, his friend, is 55 years old, a trainer, uncompromised, brother compromised, boosted, vaccinated, the whole nine yards. Each got COVID. Each wound up in the hospital and one's died. Okay. Oh, so no. now it's like it's different for everybody. Now, I have an event in December and I've been very COVID you know, safe other than the fact that I got it, which is proof that everybody can get it as safe as I've been. I always say that as to encourage people to follow safety and protocol, no matter what your political beliefs are, stay safe. You know, I'm just saying that I got, I have an event in December before the December 11th UFC to fly to New York, host a big event, be it for an award ceremony um, for the DraftKings and the FanDuel companies of this world, 600 people attending from all over the world. The only protocol is they have to show one vaccinated thing, not two, not a booster. They don't have to wear a mask. They want me to host the event, which is great. I really appreciate the offer. I'm pondering it. The The uh, offer is very lucrative. I won't even go into that. But it's not about the money. It's about the safety. They, you know, they want me to shake hands and mingle with 600 people. But, Bruce, you're coming off COVID. So, like, you know, theoretically, and again, I'm not a medical expert. I have yet to consult with John Anik's daughter. But uh, I, I'm curious. I mean, like, isn't the theory that you're more impervious to the virus now than ever because you were a vaccinated individual and you are just coming off of about with COVID? I mean, to, to carry yourself at this point, I think, is incredibly unlikely, but I don't know. Well, I've asked doctors about that. And, you know, again, we're guinea pigs on a daily basis. Nobody can give you a definitive answer. Sure, maybe the immunity system is higher. I can't get boosted for two or three months because of that supposed uh, preface. But the thing is, is that do you do you fight one gladiator, win, get out, and then go in and battle six at the same time, thinking you're going to beat all six? I mean, you can still carry it. Maybe I won't get sick, but you can still carry it. Right. So then it's like I come back wondering, can I even go see my family for 10 days, much less what could happen to me at the UFC? I don't know. It's a big question for me. It's a big question. It's tough. What would you, I'm asking you guys, John, what would you do? Um, I would not take the money and run. I would stay home. TJ, what would you do? I mean, the fact, I mean, again, don't you turn your mic way. up a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay. Listen All to right. me. Turn your mic up. Yeah. All right. Don't don't take this the wrong way, Bruce. But I think that you are someone that is very business minded. And if you are Maybe a little lower. <laughs> uh, OK, sorry. I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Um, you're a business minded individual. And if you are thinking about not taking a payday, that's all you need to know that you don't want to take the payday. Honestly, because my health he, is worth more than the payday. Yeah. And the health of people around me is worth more than the payday. And my holidays are worth more than the payday. I mean, Bruce, yeah. you getting COVID a, a few weeks ago was actually a wake-up call for me because I've gone to Mexico, um, like, I think 10 times during this pandemic. And, like, I'm not uh, disrespectful and I'm not, like, uh, overconfident about the, the virus and the pandemic, uh, about it not affecting me. But I definitely feel like I haven't – I don't stress about it like I used to, which I, I think is probably not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. It's probably the norm, though. I mean, I, I certainly have let my guard down, you know. Um, you know, it's a very tragic story. Um, you know, Chris Weidman's father-in-law, uh, he passed away uh, shortly after getting hit by a motor vehicle. And he was going into Longo's gym in Garden City, New York, forgot his mask, turned around, right, to go get the mask. And then he got hit by the vehicle, right? 
if I forget my mask now, TJ, and he was a great individual, great MMA fan, great family man. Um, but if I forget my mask now, I don't go back to my car and get it. So if I let my guard down, right? And most of these places that I'm frequenting do not require me now to wear a mask. Um, I don't know. I'm, all, I'm thinking about everything sort of from my kid's perspective. You know, it's just amazing. Right. My son's better putting his mask on than his shoes. I mean, it's like, you know. And think about that. Like, uh, how old's your boy now, John? He's three. Three. So, like, you know, literally half of his life has been lived under a pandemic. So, you know, he's going to have, like, real long-lasting memories of, like, oh, we're leaving the house. Let's put on a mask. And, like, that, that's crazy to me. Like, this is – it's it's very much not only the new normal, but to certain people, it's how life has always been. Granted, they're incredibly young, but that's a scary thing to think about. You're right. And last thing I'll say, Buff, full disclosure, like when I pick up my son at school, when I'm home uh, and he comes out with a mask on, you know, my inner monologue as I rip the thing off his face is like, get that mask off, you know, <laughs> because it's hard, you know, if they have a cold, right? Everybody wonders if they have COVID and then if they have a cold, they're masked up all day, which sort of interrupts their breath. It's not, it's not ideal. Uh, it's not ideal. And, um, you know, I, for the kids and for the teachers who are teaching through a mask, you have my ultimate respect. No, absolutely. You know, and then we get back to what we've talked on the show millions of times, the fact that the whole new technology over the last 20 years with the texting and everything is interfering with the communication skills and abilities of kids, as well as the technical stuff is helping them in so many other areas. Now you get to the point with masks where they can't see facial features and read people. And it's, it's we live in a very interesting society now, and it's not a plus. I mean, it's think about this. We're, we're, you know, in the dating world, it's going to be sort of a big thing now when you, uh, you know, start dating someone during the pandemic and you get to that point where you actually see their mouth in the flesh. You know, it's a big step in any relationship in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always like a nice smile and, you know, certain countries are not known for excellent dental stuff. So be careful where you date. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. You know, you never know. It's going to be a surprise, but all kidding aside, there is no kidding to be said. Everybody stay safe, follow your protocol. That's our COVID talk for the day. Let's go on to some stuff here. Uh, the NFL, you know, I opened up the Raider game last Sunday. Uh, NBC was supposed to cover me. The timeline did not allow for that. You could hear me in the background. That's all fine. Oh, I'm, I'm not okay. happy with them. I've, I've lodged a complaint with NBC. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I appreciate that. And, you know, Michael opened up for the Rams uh, the other week on Sunday. So we're doing our part for the NFL uh, as far as, you know, the betting aspects of the NFL and the games, I did great for the first uh, seven or eight weeks, and it's very difficult to bet at this time of year. But, you know, in the standings, like right now, John, in your opinion, uh, aside from Matt Stafford's wife, you know, hurling pretzels at a fan at the uh, Rams 49ers game, God, what was that all about? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Not I, like, I, like, I like her being a little bit fiery. Yeah, a little fire. At least it wasn't a rock. <laughs> yeah. But um, who's the strong team right now, John? I mean, the Packers, now that uh, Rodgers is back on the field, you know, whatever. Listen, we went into that talk last week. We don't need to discuss his uh, his uh, social status right now with the way he handled the COVID situation. But, I mean, who in your opinion is the strong team? So, I don't know who's the betting favorite right now to win the Super Bowl. I bet on the Buffalo Bills at 12 to 1 before the season started. Wow. And if you asked me right now who I would bet to win it all, it would probably be Buffalo uh, because I do believe they're still the class of the AFC. The team that I root for, the New England Patriots, are all the rage right now. You've had people like Stephen A. Smith come out and say they're the most dangerous team in the AFC. I still think there are three or four teams in the NFC that are better than the Patriots right now and other teams in the AFC. I think Green Bay, certainly I think Arizona when Kyler Murray is healthy. I still think the Tennessee Titans in the AFC, if Derrick Henry can miraculously come back at the end of the year, maybe have a fighting chance. Um, but it's exciting right now. You're right. It, it, it almost feels like an unbettable league at this stage yeah. of the season right now. And it's very much week to week. And that's why you have to be really disciplined betting the NFL because you can't overreact to what happens the week prior. Um, little nugget for you. I'm flying to Atlanta, Georgia tomorrow night to watch my Patriots play the Falcons. I made wow. this decision last night. And that's because Mac Jones is uh, is setting the league on fire and playing really great football. And we're very excited. So they forced my hand. I was going to take my daughters, but we couldn't put all that together with skipping school a couple of days and everything else. But I'm excited. Um, I think the Buccaneers, obviously, with Tom Brady will be heard from as well. The Chiefs look good last weekend. But um, Buffalo Bills, for me, I think when all is said and done, will uh, we'll hoist the Lombardi Trophy. 
Yeah, you know, it's just they've been strong since the beginning of the season. They're maintaining it. Um, speaking of the Bucks, you know, and Brady, it's interesting, you know, how he gave the press conference, what, like one minute after the loss the other week? He doesn't they just like to pick. Well. Pardon me? He doesn't handle losing very well, which you like, you know? Well, yeah, of course. You know, he's still like a college player forever with his passion and everything else. And plus the uh, press, you know, when the, when you're the greatest of all time or one of the greatest of all time, and then suddenly you have a bad game, they love to pick you up on everything. It's the old story. They love you when you're up and they can't wait to tear you down, you know, when you have that point going on. So Patriots at the Falcons, okay? The, the pick is the Falcons are plus seven at home. Right. Right. Okay. I'm always about dog at home, especially on nighttime games when everybody's watching. And I went against that on Monday with the 49ers. And I, I got to stop that because I've done that twice on Monday night football and got my, uh, my pocketbook handed to me, but um, they are predicting Patriots to win that game. You know, again, people are going into like 24, 21 tight. So the Falcons plus points by seven and a half, I think is a hell of a bet, but I do think the Patriots are going to win the game. Yeah, I would probably take the points. I mean, you know, I don't bet on my own teams and certainly a home underdog in prime time. Historically, the Thursday night home teams have done well. Um, but certainly the Patriots one through 45 on game day are much better than the Atlanta Falcons right now. Gotta You got to check the injury report, obviously, because that can really be a factor and I think is a starting point for a lot of NFL handicappers. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought the Patriots would be five and a half. And it's seven. So I certainly see value on Atlanta uh, in whatever condition. And uh, I'll probably be on that side. I'm just excited yeah. to be in the building, to be of honest. With you. you know, um, it's, a, you know, an hour flight from uh, Miami to Atlanta and uh, wheels up, baby, tomorrow morning. When do you start paying for that win, John, and start like betting slowly but surely on the on the Falcons? So it's interesting. And anyone who's heard me on this show and on my show knows that I bet against my teams and I will be on the Falcons, not just plus the seven, but on the money line as well. I will bet more on the Falcons because I'm going to the game. If I'm making the, the sacrifice of my time and my money, right, I really want to win in this situation. So it's a good question by you. Um, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I don't I don't know that it's going to go down to six and a half. Um, but I'd imagine when I get on the airplane, we're going to start unloading on the Atlanta Falcons every which way but sideways. And uh, but again, you know, it's like it doesn't seem to be a hot ticket. Right. It's very easy to get in the building. Um, so uh, we're excited. Twelve. I, I'm sorry, John. You know, my role. Three, seven, ten, fourteen. You're ba- you're buying the dog buy it to buy the half point, three and a half, seven and a half, ten and a half, fourteen and a half. You're going to lose that opportunity if you wait, if it goes down to six and a half or six. That's all right. I'll deal with it. I mean, I honestly, I, I think that uh, even though I had the line five and a half, I think there's a chance the Patriots whack them, you know, and it wouldn't be fun. I'm going to get lungy. I'm 12, I'm 12 rows off the field. I, I have the ability to get the attention of the players. I don't have to be on a microphone for two weeks uh, thereafter. So I'm a man on a mission. I'm going to get lathered and uh, try to get the attention of the players. I can't wait. What are you going to yell when the spread's close? One more touchdown or hold back. <laughs> I have a few players in mind that I want to talk to. Kyle Duggar, who's the most underrated defensive player in the NFL on, uh, on the Patriots sideline. I'm going to try to get his attention. But, no, I'm excited. Uh, Belichick's son, Steve, went to my high school. He has a mullet. We'll see if we can get his attention. You know, I'm excited to be a fan, um, which I don't get to be a lot, obviously, for the Patriots. And uh, they're playing a crummy team, right? So it was pretty easy to get in the building and to, to convince me to go. Very cool. We'll go over a couple more games here. The 49ers off a hot win against the Rams or minus six at the Jaguars. I think the 49ers are a great bet this week coming off that game. Yeah, the Jaguars are a mess, you know, and I do like Trevor Lawrence, who is the number one overall pick. And there have been signs, certainly, uh, that he can be great, makes plays with his feet. Uh, I'm never really looking to bet road favorites. So you threw me the game forced to make a play it would be san francisco and i would be on that side um but i do think you overpay for their performance that was most recent that was very good but they're getting healthy you know garoppolo is starting to put games together george kittle's healthy so uh you know again injuries are a huge part of the narrative for a lot of these teams you know when you look at the 49ers they lose raheem mostert right as the season begins they're starting running back you know they've had a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball um but yeah, I guess they're starting to get healthy. And when you look at their schedule at the beginning of the year, you could argue at Jacksonville is one of their easier games. So uh, I can understand why you're on that side. You're a chalky guy though. When you bet the NFL, I mean, let's not, let's not, you know, bury the lead to your audience. You play a lot of favorites in the NFL. 
I play a lot of favorites and, you know, it all again in the odds and speaking back to favorites, I think one of the game of the week to bet is Packers at the Vikings, big rivalry. Always, every time they play Aaron Rodgers coming off a win, but coming off a poor game. And when he comes off a poor game, like Tom Brady, he seems to regroup himself and have a great game afterwards as he did for six or seven games after that first horrific game that he had. And with all the press he's had and everything else, I just think he'll be very motivated. The Packers look really, really strong. They're minus two and a half. I think it's going to be a tight game, but to win by a field goal, I'm big on the Packers this week. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota's enigmatic, right? They were playing for their season last week, essentially on the road, and it was a favorable matchup against the Chargers just because they run the football well. But yeah, I mean, in this series, right, I, I, I have a hard time backing Minnesota. You know, head coach quarterback, right, is a starting yeah. point for me with the handicap. And uh, love what Matt LaFleur has been able to do as the Green Bay head coach and certainly a big advantage with Aaron Rodgers against Kirk Cousins. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that game. But, uh, you like that? What's that's that? A Kirk, that's a Kirk Cousins oh, joke. That's right. You like that? It's the first time I've ever analyzed anything Minneapolis-St. Paul sports without thinking of TJ DeSantis. So when he chimed in there, I was caught off guard. But MSP, baby, go Vikings. No, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the Minneapolis, but I don't so much care about the Minnesota Vikings. No, I know. We discussed that on thing before. I'm going to give you three at- times. Fool me once, you know, shame on yeah, me. Yeah, they burn you. They or burn something. You. I don't know. Whatever. Burning the Minnesotans, you know. Hey, I, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye fan, and, and the, the University of Iowa screwed their, uh, you know, road to the Rose Bowl this year at least and uh, I don't know I don't want to talk about football anymore <laughs> well I don't know do they could still call the defense on Minnesota the purple people leaders or that's back when they I mean were... that's really the 70s really but that's 70s uh, oh boy yeah. just dated the hell out of myself okay a few other games here too you're gonna be surprised I say this but uh, another game I think big game to pick uh Saints at the Eagles I'm sorry Eagles love you Hey, Thanks. Philadelphia got a great uh, uh, little accolade. Uh, I can't remember what site did it. Um, it might have been like Deadspin, but the Philadelphia Eagles are uh, voted as the fans to most likely start a fight at a game and oh, win the fight Ooh. at the game. So, hey, Philadelphia's a tough town, man. Don't right. I know? Yeah. Tough town. Uh, can you guess what team was uh, voted most likely to stop a fight at a game? Like intervene and save and try to you know have cooler heads prevail. Wow, that's you a big. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. I can see that. I don't know. Maybe the weed in, in Washington. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. East Coast weed better than East Coast weed. That's for sure. Maybe they're just not an angry fan base. You know who knows. Right. Who knows. I, I thought the Raiders would be the uh, team to. Doesn't I mean rain? I love Seattle, one of my favorite cities. But doesn't rain sort of bring out? I mean, I live in the sunshine state of Florida and there's no doubt it enhances my mood on a daily basis, you know? So, but I guess the rain doesn't make them upset in Seattle. So who do the Eagles have buff? You know, I, I still emotionally want to go with the Eagles, but I just think that the saints are, you know, playing halfway decent. The Eagles are so up and down. They've had these high scoring games, tied games, but when you look at the spread, they just aren't covering, you know? I, I don't know how I'm supposed to handicap the Philadelphia Eagles week to week, right? I mean, it's they tough. go in Denver and put one on a really bad Broncos team, but then they're just as likely to lay an egg. You know, I love Sean Payton, right? I yeah. love the way he coaches to his roster. I do yeah. not particularly like the Eagles' new head coach. Uh, and I do think, like, a, a head coach like Bill Belichick, when he, like, he knows how to stop Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts, when he's on, he looks great. You know, but there are a lot of head coaches who know how to schematically, you know, put Jalen Hurts in his place. You know, there's a reason why his collegiate career trajectory was the way it was, you know, and there's a reason why he wasn't a top 10 pick. You know, I love the skill set, but, you know, good coaches put him in his place. I think the Saints win that game. Okay, I'm kind of with you on that painfully. So Bengals at the Raiders. Raiders been very unpredictable. The game last week out of the second half, they scored a touchdown right away throw that pass to the 25-yard line. The defense makes that beautiful punch out to cause the fumble, which totally changed the momentum of the game. And Kansas City handed it to him, you know, um, which takes me into the Bengals and the Raiders, Raiders plus one. I'm going to go with the Raiders not to lose two times in a week. I think that's a very solid bet. I'll give it to them. I'm there on Sunday. I'm announcing the game on Sunday, so I'm probably going to go big on the Raiders because I'm there. Make it more exciting to watch. Then you got the Chiefs who just took the Raiders down, and it was amazing how – after that pass I talked about and they scored and then they went for the fourth down, you know, the fake punt. What a great play that was. I don't know if you saw that. 
and then a couple of trick plays. I mean, the team seems to be coming together in the, in the tail end of the season, again, stating that this is a very tough time to bet, and this is when teams do come together to go into the playoffs. I'm two years running, 100% winning picks in playoffs to Super Bowl. Two years running now. Every game that? I've won. I think it's easier to bet the playoffs. Hopefully I have that same ratio this year, but it's much easier to bet the playoffs. So I kind of tell people to go mild now up to the playoffs, but we'll see. Cowboys at the Chiefs. Chiefs coming off this win against the Raiders. Chiefs at home. Cowboys playing strong. That's probably going to be one of the more fun games to watch this week. That's going to be a that's going to be a strong game. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't mention Dallas. I think they're the class of the NFC. Like if you told me right now I had to pick one team out of the NFC to get to the Super Bowl, it would be the Dallas Cowboys. And I think they're right there with Buffalo in terms of my Super Bowl favorites. So, um, you know, there's a lot of overreaction, right? When it comes to the Raiders, what if they were more competitive, at least in terms of the box score against the Chiefs, what is that line against Cincinnati, right? They're a home underdog, you're telling me, plus one against Cincinnati? Bucks against the Chiefs. Uh, oh, No, I'm wait, talking wait. about Cincinnati and the Raiders. Cincinnati is at Vegas, and Vegas is plus one. Plus one. Right. So that, in part, is an overreaction to 41 to 14 Kansas City over the Raiders last week. Yeah. But I would also tell you, I think Cincinnati's the better football team. They're coming off the bye. I like Cincinnati to go in there and tame Bruce Buffer and Raiders Nation <laughs> and all you guys in Vegas. No, I like Cincinnati in that game. I don't know. Dallas and Kansas City. I don't know. That game gives me pause because I'm not looking to like go fade Patrick Mahomes at the window. Yeah. But Dallas, I've been looking for opportunities to bet Dallas all season long. So Dallas was interesting. We get the points again, plus two and a half by to three. It goes to three by to three and a half. That's the way to bet that game. Giants at the Buccaneers, Tom Brady. We both love Tom Brady. Um, Giants are plus 11. I see the Buccaneers winning that game. No question, especially coming off the loss last week. Um, it is home, but I don't know if that's going to be a blowout against the Giants. How's the defense of the Giants? Well, I'd have to look at the injury report for starters, but it's been better than the offense, at least in terms of the health, you know. Um, but, you know, I was a little bit more prepared to talk about Yair Rodriguez and Max Holloway than I was. We're going there. We're going there. We're going there. No, I mean, I, love, I could talk NFL with you all day long. I absolutely love it. But again, when I'm handicapping that game on the surface, I love the big number. I've been taking big numbers with the Giants all year, even though they've been banged up. But to give out a handicap on your show without looking at who's playing for them uh, would be a disservice. I will say the Buccaneers have not been playing great football, so they got to be motivated, but I do think the pressure is heightened. So right now the lean early in, uh, in the week would be towards the giants catching 11 and a half at Tampa. Totally. I'm with you all the way. Totally. All right. That's our, that's our NFL talk for the week. Let's go ahead and uh, get into some other stuff here. Obviously I want to go into some news, but, Listen, I wasn't there to announce it last week. I haven't had a chance to watch it last uh, yet, except for the highlights. But holy cannoli, Batman, uh, that fight between Holloway and Yair, is that, again, with the UFC batting shows out of the park and fights out of the park from Chandler Gaethje to this fight, is that one of the best fights of the year, John? Yeah, it's certainly one of the best fights of the year. I just think it's amazing how much success the UFC has had in the last month. And when I say success... I'm not talking about making money or television ratings. I'm talking about the product, the television product, the fights, the athletes, right? Like if you're a UFC hater who silently or publicly roots for the UFC to not do well or for shit to go wrong or the fights to not be good, been a real shitty month for you, right? Because even before Chandler Gaethje and everything that UFC 268 was, had one of the cards of the year in Abu Dhabi, Glover Teixeira breaking through and winning a world championship, Kamzat Chimaev, you know? Um, and then obviously UFC 268, probably the greatest card that I've ever called. And then Yair Rodriguez and Max Holloway did what they do. So it's a great time to be an MMA fan. And, uh, as I said, on the Anakin Florian podcast this week, it's like, I feel like I need to start showing up and like giving the athletes money or something to pay my proper respects. Like, how do you, you know, these guys are giving away, you know, chunks of their flesh and their lives. And, uh, it's free for us on ESPN plus for five bucks a month. It's crazy. You know, one yeah. thing on that on that note, John, is, you know, the, a lot of people that I deal with, uh, you know, on social media and stuff have, have followed me from my days at SureDog. You know, I've, I've covered the sport for a really long time. And, you know, this there's this feeling among like the hardcore fans, especially hardcore fans that have maybe lost touch with uh, mixed martial arts, at least following it the way that they used to 10 or 15 years ago. And they say it doesn't feel the same way. It doesn't it's not the same sport when there was, you know, five UFCs uh, a year. And, and I get that. I understand 
saying that because when there were five UFC cards uh, a year, it was hard not to feel like Christmas came five times a year. But I will say this. If you think that the product today is not what it was 10 or 15 years ago, you're not paying attention because no. the UFC has been able to put these cards on paper that look phenomenal. And more importantly, the athletes have caused those cards to reach or surpass even those high expectations. And that's the hardest thing. You can build the greatest card known to man, but will it you know, live up to those expectations? More often than not, you're going to feel disappointed. I can't remember the last card from the UFC that I looked at on paper. It was like this was going to be bonkers, and it didn't turn out to, in fact, be bonkers. Yeah. No, I think that's a good assessment. Um, in terms of the high level of the skills, MMA has never been as strong as it is right now. Um, you know, if you're looking for naysayers, yeah, it's hard. We ask our fans for 41 Saturdays a year in some way, shape, or form, and oftentimes it's becoming 14 or 15 fights, and the roster is 700 fighters. Yeah. Um but at the elite level, you know, the top of the heap, it is it is incredible right now. But yeah, I mean, if you want, I could certainly complain about eight hour telecasts, right? It's hard to be an MMA fan, you know, for my twin brother, even hosting a weekly podcast, right? It's like he doesn't always have seven hours on a Saturday, but he also doesn't want to miss anything. You know, I think it's a it's a tricky navigation for how much you ingest. But I don't know, man, I feel like 40 to 50 percent of our fan base literally watches from the first prelim straight through every Saturday. And you can well, do we, it on your own time, though, now, too. A lot of people that are complaining that they don't have enough time, well, just break it up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how many of you sit on the toilet for 25 minutes? Well, maybe, you, you know, take that time to make sure you get in all the prelims maybe a couple times a week. There you go. Sit on the toilet for 25 minutes. That's a good analogy. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of people try to avoid their wives by sitting on uh, Facebook. Hey, while, I'm not uh, married. You know. That's why I don't sit on the toilet for 25 minutes, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's why I produce podcasts. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Microphone in the bathroom. So uh, with us on Saturday, you talk about the cars washing the beginning to end. You know, obviously, we've got the main event with Ketlin Vieira and uh, Misha Tate coming in. Ketlin, seven contender. Uh, Misha at number eight. Misha battling way, looking really great. I mean, she looks so so crisp and clean in her last fight. That's an exciting, exciting main event. You know, and the co-main is Kiesa and Sean Brady. I mean, this, you know, again, excellent card. Uh, uh, John, help me out. Always We always go over names. Hani or Ronnie? I know. <laughs> he likes Ronnie, right? Yeah, he goes Ronnie. He goes yeah. Ronnie where most Brazilians go Hani, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's hey. the, the pronunciation police always comes out on Ronnie Yaya fight night. Yeah. Real quick, uh, Anik, you know Kiesa better than anybody, you know, from that uh, live season of The Ultimate Fighter. Like, you want to talk about narratives and things to sort of focus uh, on if, if people are having a hard time because of the quote-unquote oversaturation. Like, the evolution of Michael Kiesa, win, lose, or draw, it's amazing to see where this man has come from and where he is here in 2021. I agree. And if you look at his career recently, he's on a championship trajectory and then he loses. And what does he do? He gets right back on the horse against an undefeated guy who's eight spots below him in the rankings and who's favored to beat him. Right. Yeah. So like, how are you not a fan of Michael Chiesa? Right. Treating his career that way, knowing that. All right. Welterweight loss against Vicente Luque back on the horse. I got to get back on a championship trajectory. He is not here to take part. He wants to win a world title. He thinks he can do it at 70. And you know, not unlike Dan Hooker against Nasrat Hakparas, right? It's like you need guys to take fights against guys who are either out of the rankings or below them. And candidly, if Michael Chiesa is going to be a world champion, got to beat Sean Brady if you're going to beat Kamar Usman. Right. Uh, and, and I think Sean Brady can be a world champion. So I love Michael Chiesa. I do have a little bit of an ultimate fighter live bias, of course, but um, he's the underdog. And I think with good reason this weekend. So we'll there's, see. That, there's that saying later in the season when teams are trying to make a playoff uh, bid that they control their own destiny. In mixed martial arts, you always control your own destiny. And Michael Chiesa sort of embodies that. Yeah, I mean – the only time you don't, I think, is if you look at like Vicente Luque recently getting pegged as an alternate and getting like 12 days, you know, which I don't know if it's publicly known that he only had 12 days, but then he misses weight. And then it's like, all right, what's going on with Vicente? It's like Vicente Luque is the fucking man. It's what's going on with him. He just, you know, was a victim of circumstance. But you're right. I mean, largely fighting, finishing, you know, staying in good shape. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. It's interesting. Even in television, like the whole stay ready. Right. So you don't have to get ready. Right. I mean, like, I don't know. Like I used to carry myself a lot heavier, you know, and then it's like, oh, man, what if they call me on short notice? I can't even fit into my suit. And then I was like, oh, I'll get a fat suit. You know, 
but stay ready, fight and finish. And if you lose, get back on the horse the way KS is doing. Hey, I think that's a way for professional sports. And I think it's a way for personal life too. Always be ready for whatever comes out. It's called yeah. staying in shape. Uh, round is a shape, gentlemen. I'm just saying round is a shape. So is pair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh-huh. shape is a perception is reality. Let's put it that way. Um, Joanne Calderwood now being called Joanne Jojo Wood. She changed her name against Talia Santos. That's going to be a very strong uh, female flyweight fight. Why did Joanna change her name? Do she you got know? married to John Wood. Oh, gosh. She goes from Calderwood to Wood. That's not going to be hard to change on the checkbooks. No. And the, and the I mean, you might, if you get uh, you know clever with your editing, you don't even need to do any rereads of old stuff. You just. I know. <laughs> to me, it's like I just know that changing a name can be uh, a little bit of a hassle. And so because it's going from Calderwood to Wood, all I'm thinking is like, somebody's going to screw something up in terms of the paperwork. Uh, so I hope she doesn't have a headache, but yeah, for broadcasters, I think it's going to be a hard habit to break because the wood's still there, you know, but uh, I, I still to this day call Chris cyborg, Chris cyborg Santos. And it's Justino now, you know what I mean? Like it's when, when it's ingrained in your head, and especially it's someone that has been at the upper echelon of their division and a, a proven known commodity. It's tough to make that switch. And the fact that it's just, you're taking out Calder and keeping wood. That's just going to melt some brains. Her last fight was against Lauren Murphy. It was a competitive fight. Had she won it, she probably would have already fought Valentina Shevchenko for the title. Yeah. Tyler Santos is 18 and one. So, you know, she's the favorite. We'll see what she can do. Um, I think it's the biggest fight for her, but for, for, uh, for Jojo Wood, uh, this one, she's got to have, you know, I mean, it's not, I shouldn't say it's not hard, but it's easier in this division to get a title shot than in almost any division. And of course, Valentina awaits, but oftentimes it's a one fight winning streak that gets you the title play. So exactly, exactly. Well, onward to the Saturday night, exciting fight. I'll see everybody from the octagon. One last fight, Davy Grant on the main card against Adrian Yanez. I mean, that's a strong fight. Zabatini against Lutz or Lutz rather. I know. See, that's the thing. It's like, we're loaded, right? It's like all these guys are studs. Tucker Lutz, like all these guys are studs, you know, Lutz, rather you Lutz. Yeah. Yep, totally. Um, you get that Lutz by Saturday night. You got time. Oh, I always get it down. You know, it's like uh, TJ loves how I occasionally screw up a name on the show. But, you know, the bottom line occasionally, is occasionally like you, I think you yeah, do it's it on not show time. I get on the show. Right. I get it right. I, I think you just get it out of your system on the on the It's Time podcast. I have to because if I do get it wrong to any level, whether it's enunciation or whatever the case might be. Um, that's what it is. Right. I mean, before the show, you're like, we're going to have John and Nick on the show. John right. and Nick. Yep, exactly. Got a couple of doozies on this fight card, though. Uh, oh, Loma big Loma time. me? Big time. Big oh, time. Guys, you talk to each other real quick. Real quick. Uh, okay. Hi, John. How are you? I mean, how about this guy? You better keep this in the show and not edit this out. Of right? course not. Time yeah. radio began before the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. And this guy still doesn't have his phone on silence and gets up from the chair, right? Like this would be gold right. on the Anakin Florian podcast. Well, well you know like, what this is, John? This is called buff life. It is. I like, and I say buff life. I'll tell you why, guys. You know, when one of the most beautiful girls you know calls you and you got to tell them you got to call them back because you made no, reach them. No. No. <laughs> if Kenny Florian or Ray Longo or James Krause now did that on my, on our show, on, our, on the Anakin Florian podcast, um, I wouldn't, I mean, obviously I would have a bit forever and I don't know if I would let them ever live it down. I, By the way, James you know what, wait, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Let me say this because I, when I said one of the most beautiful, I, I have to be, to tell you what's going on. My mom was in the hospital last week. Very serious. Okay. We got her back. Uh, we're on call for certain things daily. That was the caregiver time. Well, now I feel like a right. real, okay. You, you I just, had to answer you destroyed it. I'm the fun. <laughs> I was trying to get away from it, but I had to answer it. My mom's no, good. We got Thank you, God. I, just, we got I had you, to tell you the truth. Otherwise, I would never have never broke away. Let, let me pivot and give the hard sell for the Anakin Florian podcast. You mentioned James Krause. Listening to right. that man break down fights, John. Uh, I mean, it's very clear why he is as accomplished as a coach uh, as he is when he just talks about uh, fights and, and, and breaks it down from X's and O's standpoint. Yeah, no, we're happy to have him, and he'll be a part of the show every week uh, in 2022 and hopefully beyond. And uh, there are a handful of fighters who bet on mixed martial arts with great regularity. Chaz Skelly is one of them. James Krause is one of them. So he can talk the language. He knows what a prohibitive favorite is, right? So he can talk the language. 
and I think he's one of the best coaches in the sport. He's kind of semi-retired, I think, right now. But, um, you know, he keeps talking about the fact that he's he's going off a win last time out against Claudio Silva. Um, but, yeah, we're happy to have him. And I appreciate uh, the kind words about his analysis because, uh, you know, like it or not, he's on our show. Got to watch the Anik Florian show. Got to watch it. Definitely. Awesome. Got to get your one more sleep shirts. Got to get John Anik on cameo. I'm pitching John ah. Anik all day long, all day long. It's a good I, time of year for Cameo buff, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's been powerful. Someone here. ordered a Cameo from me. That's how good of a year it is, uh, or a good time of year it is. Well, you, I would order a Cameo from you. What's that? I would order a Cameo from you. Well, Cameo.com forward slash TJ DeSantis. Ten bucks. Ten I bucks. That. I mean, again, I need someone to buy something. If I make it like $11, it's not happening. I'm going to say it one last time. I'm a marketer and a brander and a promoter. That's why I have millions.co to help you guys and help every professional athlete in the world. Damn it, TJ, everybody else on Cameo, including you, John, all it takes is one or two tweets a week set. People know you're there. People do not know who you are until you tell them where you are. People are like cattle. They need to be prodded. Even if they want the product, you got to promote, you got to promote. I hear you. Wait, can't wait for him to knock on the door. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, $10 is up from the initial offer of five. Hey, listen, I do wish you all the best. It's just cameo is such a great thing as at millions.co. We offer the same features too. Okay. Selling. Okay. Selling puncher's chance. Yay. It's It's time. time. Energy. Energy drink. Energy drink. Oh, that's just doing great. Wait till that hits Amazon next month in the United States, guys. Huge. Big time. 40 countries next year. 40 countries. Every store in the United States. Love it. Most natural, best energy drink on the market. All right, let's go into a couple of news stories. John's got about five more minutes, and I want to get him on to his life, family, and uh, football games and everything else he does and working out and staying in the great shape. Look at the shape you're in, John. You look great. Oh, buff. Yeah. Hans, love that. Actually, no, we're in fine shape, you know. Tim Kennedy always says, and I can't do this, that you should be able to like pick up your kids and run three miles with them in your arms. That's so sometimes when I have my son, I'll try to run like an eighth of a mile and see how I do. And, I just uh, try to avoid running, period. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, guys, a couple of news stories real quick. Uh, the uh, I don't know if I say this right. The Conan Shaman? Conan Shaman? No idea. Uh, QAnon. QAnon. I always get that wrong. It's that's. Anyway. I mean, you're the guy that calls Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A. So. Yeah, well, but now in QAnon, you know, it shows how feeling or knowledgeable I am about him, whatever. But that that shaman, he just got, this is going to start coming down now. He just got sentenced to 41 months in prison for his role in the uh, U.S. Capitol riot. Fine by me. Fine by me. Any I thoughts? mean, it was uh, the most severe penalty I think they could give him, and they're doing it to try to make an example, which, uh, I mean, anytime you infiltrate a government facility, if the book isn't thrown at you, I don't care what your political beliefs are. Like, I mean, that's that's probably the right call. You can't, you know, encourage people to incite mayhem by being light on. I mean, people stormed the Capitol. People died during that thing, you know, so. Yeah. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. You know, that Travis Scott concert, you know, where the eight or oh, 10 people man, died? Yeah. Well, already there's a $750 million Astro World lawsuit that's come down. They're, they're filing suits against Drake, Apple, Live Nation, the whole bit. It's crazy times, man. We see these stuff coming out. It's horrible. It really I, I, just, I don't know how he continued to play if he could see that stuff. I assume that he didn't see what was oh, going there's on. There's complaints about other concerts he's given and how things have happened. Not that correct. Yeah, but how aware are you? I mean, I, I think both of you can attest to this. When you're you know, performing, you kind of go to a special place. You're not necessarily aware of everything, but I, I, for prolonged periods of time, I assume he saw something that probably made him feel the wrong way about well, something. Let me give you something to make you feel the wrong something. This is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen, and it, it involves a concert. All right. Uh, a rock band's lead singer. Okay. They were at the Rockville Festival at Daytona Speedway. Okay. And uh, her name is Sophia Urista. And they were performing a cover, uh, a song, um, Rage Against the Machines, Wake Up, right? She and the band apparently invited a guy up in the front row to come up on stage. The guy laid down on stage, face up. She pulled down her pants with her face, her butt facing the audience and proceeded to urinate into the man's mouth for 10 seconds. What the hell are we coming to in this world? The artist, isn't, that, isn't that a crime? Isn't that indecent exposure? The artist did this. The artist yeah. did this. The line she said, you let it rip for 10 seconds. They buried the man's face in urine. You even see him spit some out of his mouth. 
kids, get out of here. Get out of here. Bruce is on a tangent. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I mean, I, seriously, guys, come on. The band's called Eurista. I'm not familiar with them. It's not the called Eurista. They had no idea. They apologize. They had no idea it's going to do it. But that yeah. is literally one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard of. Yeah. Your private life's yeah, your private life. Cool. Go to the showers or your thing, fine. But that is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, what did that fan really think? Like, that's what I'm curious. Yeah, that's probably not what he was looking for, but maybe uh, maybe this is something that this band does. That's bizarre. No, so, they've never done it. Yeah, never, first done, time, never happened. First time they've ever done it, and then I saw there was a, an official band release saying, like, don't come to our shows ever expecting anything like this ever again, and they apologize. Yeah. But I don't know. It's weird and gross and disgusting. All right. Well, now so, let me I mean, you got to if you're if you're speculating, maybe some recreational drugs were involved uh, prior to this decision. There's a no lot. excuse. A There's lot. no excuse. There's no excuse. OK, and hopefully like a tetanus shot or something afterwards for that uh, individual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't even talk about this anymore because I find it disgusting, but I had to point it out. It's like I, I sometimes I wonder what the world's coming to. It's just extreme, extreme, extreme. OK, a couple of higher notes as we discussed the lower note. Mel Gibson is going to direct the new Lethal Weapon movie. New Lethal Weapon movie coming out. Always enjoyed those. We'll see what's happening with that. Um, Jake Paul shoots down the Woodley rematch. That's not a surprise to me. Uh, and then here's another one for auction. Elvis Presley. They're actually selling and auctioning off a crown filled with gold um, for Elvis Presley. I have no idea what that's going to go for, but you know somebody's going to buy it. Elvis yep. stuff always goes crazy high. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy high. I want to see Tyron Woodley box Dan Hardy. That's what I want to see in 2022. Hardy's angling for it, man. Like he's been campaigning like nobody's business and uh, it doesn't seem like Tyron's too uh, interested for whatever reason. But uh, I mean, funny talks with T. Wood though. You pay him a million bucks or 500,000 bucks even to go to uh, the UK to box Dan Hardy on pay-per-view. I think he would do it. I got to believe that someone will fork over that money. I mean, with the amount of, uh, you know, exhibition and, and pro boxing matches we've seen, you know, with, with pseudo celebrities, why not two of the greatest 170 pound mixed martial artists uh, throwing down? Why not? Because unless it's the uh, Triller or one of the other promotions, none of them are starting, none of them are making money. Okay. Yeah, uh, you I, know, I, again, I don't want to like uh, be Paul and, conspiracy the theory here. I get that. But like, I don't know. I, I just think that some of those promotions aren't necessarily about making money. They're more about just, you know, getting money in the books and, you know. Oh, that's called lousy business in my, in my book. Okay. I just yeah. You're I going to business. You're going to business to make money, or or else you're called a charity. Period. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I love when Buff gets going. All right, uh, McDonald's segment muffin celebrating a 50 year old uh, oh, yes. anniversary. Three cents. And they're, yeah, they're going to start selling for its original price. Good for that. That's always With the exciting. egg McMuffin. Egg McMuffin. I was always a sausage McMuffin type of guy. Well, you get the yeah. Sausage. I mean, a little protein on there doesn't hurt anybody. But isn't it funny how you throw all these headlines my way and I don't know any of them until you talk about McDonald's having the egg McMuffin be sixty three cents and then my eyes light up. Um, but if you read the fine print, you got to pay through the McDonald's application, which most of you don't have on your cellular telephone. At least right I don't now. even know how to do that. I try hey. to use Apple Pay and like I just I end up calling somebody by accident. <laughs> The Egg McMuffin is the only thing I'll eat at McDonald's. No offense, McDonald's. The only thing I eat if I ever had to eat at McDonald's, period. Hey, I'm McDonald's, not a fast food be, guy, as we know. Be, be happy. Chick-fil-A is one of the most, uh, you know, popular fast food joints in the world, and Bruce doesn't even know how to say their name. So the fact that Bruce will admit to eating an Egg McMuffin, uh, that, that's a big one for the Golden Arches. Hey, I've eaten at Chick-fil-A at least one time. Chick-fil-A. I got it. I know that. Okay. Chick-fil-A. I, I didn't get it before, but I got it in the last year. Okay, John. Let's let you go. Anything you want to say before we sign off? Buff Life, live and in color. Get your shirts, millions.co, where you can also get your one more sleep merchandise if you're so inclined. But thanks for having me. I enjoy the uh, the midweek NFL breakdown. Um, and go Pats, because I am flying to Atlanta, hoping to see a win tomorrow night. Fantastic. And have a great time on that one, John. That's really cool. God, we got to get to a Raider game. I hope we can coordinate one of my Raider games. You got to join me. Let me know. Got to join me. Come with me uh, this weekend. Come me December 4th. If Reds. you want to fly into Vegas, you know. December 5th, Washington. Yeah, December 5th, you know. Didn't you say you're doing a show December 4th? Yeah. All right, we'll talk. We'll, we'll take this conversation off the air. We'll do this conversation off the air. Uh, John Morgan joined me for the for the Raider game last Sunday. Had a good time with John Morgan. He's, he's I like John. I saw, yeah, you guys are boys. I saw uh, him talking about it on social media. That was cool. Yeah, very cool. He's cool people. Cool people. Great dude. Okay. Um, TJ, go. Where? 
<laughs> Sign off. We got to get John off the show. Sign off. Yeah, well, let's get John off and then we can wrap up. All right. Okay. Wrap up on your two box. Thanks for having me. I'll see you in a week, my man. All right, John, take care. Oh, by the way, John, before you sign off, I think you need a bottle of uh, Puncher's Chance. You need an award-winning whiskey, aside from the uh, wonderful green bottle of Proper 12 behind you. Do I have Proper 12 in the shot right now? You do. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I noticed that. I noticed that. DJ, Remember, I don't think Proper 12 has won any awards. We've won six gold medals. So that's all I want to say. You need to have a little champion whiskey up there on the on the uh, dais. Conor McGregor's lining my pockets, Buff. You know, it's not like I'm a Puncher's Chance brand ambassador, you know? Uh, okay, enough said. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, it's okay. I'm, I'm calling my, go my guys. Deal to be made. I'm all about hey, it. Hey. Deal to be made. Deal to be hey. made. Hey, pleasure's all on this side of the uh, Zoom meeting, fellas. Have a great, have a great day and a better evening. All right, thanks, John. See you, John. Take care, buddy. See you guys. All right, TJ. Uh, time to sign off. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, I feel like we didn't talk too much to one another. I mean, you're breaking down all this uh, NFL action, but. Uh, I get it. It's a time of year. Um, oh, if you, good. If, if you want more MMA discussion from someone like me, uh, you can check out Extra Rounds. Uh, we're live Thursday, which would be today if you're uh, listening to this on the release date, um, starting at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to be joined by Pearl Gonzalez, and we're going to talk to one half of your UFC main event coming up on Saturday night. We'll talk to the former Bantamweight queen, Misha Cupcake Tate, about her fight with uh, Ketlin Vieira. Excited to catch up with Misha and talk about uh, Misha Tate 2.0, which, by the way, is a new documentary, which will be released uh, coming up on Friday live on UFC Fight Pass, uh, which is where you get my show, Extra Rounds, uh, as well. You can watch uh, the entire archive over on UFC Fight Pass uh, or the uh, Fight Pass Facebook page, uh, where you can also check out the show uh, live again, as I said, uh, Thursday at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. We'll also be live immediately following the UFC card uh, on Saturday. And if you're not uh, into the whole video thing, you want to do the audio uh, method, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, etc. There you go. TJ, we, you know, when we have a guest like John Anik, he has a tendency to command the, the scene. Nothing against you, my friend. I think oh, it's fine. It's fun. Fun show today. Fun show. All right. And uh, with me, I will see you all from the Octagon on Saturday. I'm um, going to be very excited about that. See you from the Raider game on Sunday. I want everybody to have a great week. And remember, set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. So when you set on that path, you be the best you can be, and that means you're winning. And that's what we're all about on this time show. It's time show. This time show. This time it's time. It's time to win, it. Buff. It's, it's time, time to, to win. win. It's time to win. All right. Have a great day. Fun show. We'll be back next week. As always, we could talk forever. Buffer's got to go out. Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them, because these are green screens, and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices, and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are, and now it's time, and it's your choice. Cheers! Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.